Welcome to Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Today I am wearing hot pink lipstick, not red. Get it, girl. I'm not wearing a jumper, but I am rocking a vintage apron, <laughs> and we are doing this. You're I doing am your this. host, Angela Reed, joined by the freshly blonde Shay Elliott. Yes. the Elliott Homestead. Welcome, my dear. Thank you. You notice it's a How little it's a little dirtier blonde. We're mixing it up a little bit. I like bit. it. Thank you. A little unpurpose root action going on there. Heck yeah, baby. You never know when Me. COVID's coming back. I gotta, I gotta mix that <laughs> shiz in so it's not so bad. <laughs> I'm telling you what, like, they keep saying, you know, dun, 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 this fall is gonna be horrible. I'm just like... What would I have done in September had I known? Exactly. I'm up. Exactly. I went out yesterday. I bought all new bras and underwear. (laughs) (laughs) All new. Yes. Yes. Just so you know, I am properly uh, clothed underneath all new bras and underwear. I'm so geeked. I mean, that's awesome. When the elastic is like breaking during the day. (laughs) Or like you really can't get the stains out from the armpits of your bras. Like yeah, no like, matter how much shout, you stain clean up. Shout spray isn't working anymore. Not working. Nope. It's time. It's time. Well, you it's know what time. I bought? Because this is what mm-hmm. I would have bought had I known. Okay. I bought a gigantic cheese press because that is the one food that if I run out of, I will die. I have to have cheese. Cheese. It's what's for dinner. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh my goodness. In the spirit of better, not more, we encourage our listeners to buy less, but always buy better for the sake of your sanity and your home environment. And it's in this spirit that we carefully select our advertisers. And we have a newer advertiser, 956studio.com, N-I-N-E, 56studio.com. I love Meg's story. I think it's so fabulous because she's a small town, stay at home, total homebody, Mm -hmm. which hello, I can relate to. But when she was at home and she was trying to get all this stuff done and she was just dressing like a slop because she didn't think it mattered. Then all of a sudden she was like, you know what? Maybe it does matter, which is when she created this really comfortable line of loungewear and homeware stuff you could just go around with every day around your home, living it up. And turns out it makes a really big difference what you wear. And all of a sudden she was way more productive and uh, had a lot more self-worth, which I can totally identify with. So absolutely. She created this for other women who have a lifestyle centered at home that they need to be comfortable. They need to be functional. And uh, it's gorgeous. These pants drive me wild with a little tie at the top. You must go check them out. 956studio.com. Spell out the nine. We are so excited to have them. Their loungewear is ethically produced in the Midwest, right in Wisconsin, right by Angela. Sewn from organic cotton, garment dyed with low impact non-toxic dyes and shipped in eco packaging. So this is exciting. I'm actually waiting on my on my first pants from them. And I am really excited. excited. And when Mm -hmm. you go to the website, use the code chic 20 because Meg is giving our listeners 20 percent off. So nine 56 studio spell the nine numeric five six thank you so yes. much for being a sponsor yes of the homemaker chic podcast do you have our love comment my dear yes i do today's love Since comment you're the message is checker. from over on instagram and this is from trisha brink hey trisha brink thanks for following along she says and i'm a little bit jealous of you trisha i don't know if i can read this today i had the house to myself for seven hours. What? I does not compute. Does not compute. Does. No. <laughs> I, I, I can't even. <laughs> for the first time since mid-March. Holla. My teenage boys started their summer jobs picking raspberries today. So I binge listened to you two hilarious girls while I did all the fun stuff on my garden to-do list. It was heaven. You girls inspired my Instagram floral bouquet today. Thank you for a fun, girly day filled with girlfriends. Oh, how fun. Thank you, Trisha. That is so fun. I also love that her teenage boys have a summer job picking raspberries because I am a activist for teenage labor. (laughs) Seriously. Put those kids to work. Aiden is in my employment. 
Yes, he's in. I have a 15 year old in my employment this year. And uh, I think he has a love hate relationship with it. Yeah. As everybody does with work. Yeah. My niece, you know, she's been coming to weed and she's like, it's hot and weeding's hard. I'm like, suck it up, soldier. Welcome to the real world. (laughs) Aiden wants to get a job at a local uh, inn here and they have an opening for a dishwasher on Saturday evening. And my policy like is if you take the job, you do not quit. You work it through till this till the tourist season season is over. So I was talking to Joel. I'm like, you know. I'm not going to deal with like a, a pissy teenager that wants to quit his job. So this week in the evening, he's going to wash our dishes with a mask on because mm-hmm. he'll have to wear a mask in this inn and see how he likes it before yeah. he accepts the job. You know? No, I think because you should do it. In a commercial kitchen, six hours, eight hours yeah, or whatever, wearing miserable. a mask, washing dishes. No. Yuck. But it does. But him. you know what? They have to learn how to be miserable. Oh, yeah. You know? You suffer silently. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And and to submit to somebody who's not their parent. Right. You know, like here's an authority figure. You know, you need to listen to them. You need to do right by them. You need to speak honestly with them. You need to be Mm -hmm. reliable. Can't give any lip to. Can't give any lip to. Mm -hmm. There's so many good lessons in that that, frankly, I think plenty of our people in our culture could stand to learn a little bit about. <laughs> Just saying. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody put sorry, on a mask sorry. and wash some dishes. Cue the wine music. <laughs> it's so true. Cue the wine music. Hello. It's, yeah, I I would scooch my chair out and dance, but you told me my chair is too loud, so I won't. Your chair I'm is loud. You sound like a hippopotamus. Still. Moving around in your oh, office. Oh, gee, thanks, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. Well, today's What We're Sipping segment is brought to you by our favorite Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farms is an online wine subscription. So that means when COVID hits this fall, the <laughs> wine will that. be delivered to your door. Just, yes. just saying. It's This uh, company pairs organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, low sugar, low alcohol wines from all over the world. And it's sort of, you know, Shay, I've been sort of easing into Dry Farm this summer, kind of adding on to my subscription every month. And it's come to the point where now I'm obsessed. Yes. Like I actually sat and watched their YouTube channel for an hour yesterday while I cleaned out my cooler. Like I had it playing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I I am. I'm obsessed. So here's what I'm sipping today. I am kind of really uh, loving this Valentina Pasalacqua. And yes, I pronounced her name right the last time I tried to say it. But I did not say her region right. I said like Puglia or something really sad. And it's like Puglia. Puglia. Of course, you wouldn't really pronounce the G. I should know better. But I watched her yesterday and I love her even more. She makes wine for her daughters. I mean, like, on behalf of her daughters, she wants to do something to impact the earth and make the world beautiful because she loves her daughters. And so winemaking is what she decided to go into. And it's the same thing where she's um, using the natural yeast on the grape. And everything she does, her articulation, even in her broken English, is so beautiful. I love this woman. So this week I had a Cristalda. And it's a 100% Pinot Grigio grape. And again, with the little cute drawing on the front, which I'm still trying to find out if her daughters do these little crayon drawings for the Mm. label. Um, But delicious. We had it on Sunday. I really wanted to do like cookout food. So I made a really just really good coleslaw, really good brats from the organic farmer down the road. And just, um, you know, cucumber and onion salad with dill. Just yeah delicious and summer had food. this in the cooler mm-hmm. summer food yeah just straight up summer food hard-boiled eggs fresh you know little scallion onions from the garden and um we enjoyed some uh cristalda by Ooh. valentina palasqua from dry farm wines love that she'll write it for all of those who don't speak italian uh okay spelling can be hard on the wines so we we need to start putting those in the show notes 
especially when we butcher the uh, pronunciation. The pronunciation. Otherwise, no one's going to find them. And you can request certain bottles to be in your delivery. So if you want to try the wine that she's talking about, you can request it to be added to your monthly membership. So it's kind of nice the way they do it. They can add, you can get like either three or six or 12 bottles delivered to your door monthly. I do the 12 and the bubbly and sometimes the rosé as well. (laughs) But if you want to check those out, there's a link in the show notes below the podcast where you can check out Dry Farms and um, enjoy them in your home. They're so good. Like you said, you you become obsessed. You know, I am. I'm, I'm obsessed with the whole concept. It goes so perfectly with what we're doing here on our own farm. Why wouldn't yes. I drink this wine? And it goes so perfectly with our mantra this year, better, not more. Yeah. And it's fabulous. So, yeah, yep. for sure. Check out the show notes. You can find those show notes on whatever podcast player you use. So if you're using Apple or Google or Spotify, if you scroll below this episode, you'll see the show notes. And of course, you can see them at homemakerchicpodcast.com where we have all the coupon codes, all the links, everything you know for our patrons the other day, I posted the uh, a link to Cork Dork, which is the book that Shay is always recommending to mm-hmm. sort of get you in this understanding of what's going on in the wine industry and what's really in your wine and how to make better choices. And yes. of course, we would love to have all of you join us over on Patreon. You can join uh, for $5 a month or $10 a month. You show your love. We show ours. We have uh, downloads of our cookbooks and of our to-do lists and of our chore charts and our monthly hangout with our fangirls. That you posted this old blog post of Project Feminize that we talked about. I did. Wasn't that so terrible? It really, I It was so terrible. I was like, you've come a long way, baby. (laughs) I've come a long way. And I looked yep. at, I posted my own post of the, of Halfway Farm, our old farm that we rented. Mm-hmm. All the before pictures. I can't believe we did that. <laughs> How? Yeah. I can't believe we, we did that. I mean, I just thought of all the energy well, and it was just six weeks to do the big makeover so we could move in. But holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Isn't that like we've talked about this before where people are like, how, 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 how? And I'm just like brute force. How else? Brute force. Sweat, right. blood, anger. <laughs> like that's it. That's the way you get Dry farms. things done. Right. You know, it's right. just, I know it's just work. Just work. People don't, So we tend to steer away from that, don't we? We do. Well, it's sort of like, um. It, you know, it's a very instant gratification. Go to yeah. Pottery Barn and buy the show floor, you know, buy it the way it looks, you know. Right. And put together like you and I, like yeah. we we love the challenge of starting with something horrible and mm-hmm. turning it into something fabulous for ourselves and our family and yeah. our guests, which is what we're going to talk about today. Shay. Yay. Doing a little actually, summer entertaining. Yes, entertaining in summer. And I actually was thinking it's the, it really is the perfect segue because I hear this all the time and I'm sure you do too. Like having people over is work. Yeah. A crap ton. Uh, that's it. Yes, it's work. That's it. Uh, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Um, because this is the time where like even before people get there. Okay. Like let's, let's go back even. Um, Mm -hmm. It's all hands on deck when we entertain or we're going to have people over. I love it because everybody gets excited. You know, the kids are excited. This is part of the culture they're growing up in where you open your home and you have people over. And that means that you help clean the house. You know, somebody's going around Mm -hmm. and flushing the toilet and gathering up all the dirty clothes. Somebody's wiping off the table and pushing in chairs and I love that. It's a team effort. It's, yeah. But it's work. You're damn I like right to it see is. The, I like, I mean, I like it that the kids know how to, they kind of know the drill. Like you said, you're pushing in the chairs, you're wiping off the countertops, you go around and you gather all the ball jars that everybody's left yeah. all over the house. And as outside. you know, in our family, you get the spoons out of the driveway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the feed bag that's wrapped around the tree from the windstorm. You grab that, mm-hmm. line the bikes up. Yep. Get rid of the compost Here we bucket start a fire by the kitchen outside. door. I'm so sad the other day when you said that you can't have a fire. No. It made me sad. No fires allowed. 
in North Central Washington in the summertime. Yeah. And I guess that would totally make sense. But Mm -hmm. that's such a part of the ambiance for me when I entertain. Mm. Indoors, obviously, we make a fire if it's seasonal. But outdoors, I love to welcome people. I love it. You know, we have a long driveway. And so the kids, you can actually hear the vehicles coming down the road. Like we know five minutes before the UPS man gets here because Mm -hmm. we can hear him. Mm -hmm. And so when we have guests coming, the kids all just put an ear out. There they come, you know. Yeah. You see them coming down the driveway and there's smoke wafting in the air and then they get out and you have that farm smell, not bad farm smell, but good farm smell. <laughs> Sometimes bad meets, farm meets smell. campfire. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's really bad, you just go throw some fresh straw over the pig pen, you know. But yeah. I just love setting that tone with the fire. So when you said that the other day, mm-hmm. I, I had texted Shay a picture of us uh, just having a camp, little campfire. We used to buy galvanized bucket in the courtyard. Yeah. And that's what we burn in. But yeah, yeah from, from about June to September. Yeah. It's just not allowed. And I, but you I know, I can totally see why we don't have rainstorms, really. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have like we have wildfires. That's what we have here. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's just. Yeah. Every year, some idiot goes and lights fireworks up in a dry field of wheat and, uh, <sighs> you know, half the state burns every year. Blows my mind. Unbelievable. But, um, okay, so we're talking about entertaining in summer. Let's just take a step back. Okay. When we say entertaining, I kind of take that in two ways. One, there's mm-hmm. the having people over for a meal, whether it's brunch after church or you know mm-hmm. supper on Wednesday. You're inviting other people into your home, and you're going to feed them. Yes. Yeah. The other thing that you deal with a lot because of where you live and because it's such a vacation destination is you have company come Mm -hmm. for like chunks of time. Yes. And so that's kind of entertaining in a different way. So maybe let's start with just having somebody over for a meal. Should we start there? Yeah. Um, And even spontaneous. Like I I do try to be ready for the spontaneous uh, guest because we do have that. Um, You can hear them coming. And that's when I go quick, grab a couple of wine glasses. I pull like right now I'll pull a chilled wine out. I always keep something chilled. Yes. And, um, you know, I have, I think I've talked about her before. My friend Rosemary is so hospitable. It's just, it melts your heart. And I, mm-hmm. I always think of her every time somebody spontaneously stops by because I do want to have a little something to offer them, whether it's a plate of fresh fruit, mm-hmm. always a cold glass of wine or a beverage or a beer for the husbands, you know. Um, that's kind of like my initial move yeah. right away is, can I get you something to drink? Sparkling water, glass of wine, whatever. Um, so the spontaneous guest is actually really fun for me. Mm-hmm. I always There's feel a, like I'm always apologizing for the way things look, but I do love it. That's life. I love it when people stop by. So, yeah, there's a really great book, uh, by Rosaria Butterfield. Uh, she wrote yes. two that I really love secret thoughts of an unlikely convert and the gospel comes with a house key. Well, in the gospel mm-hmm. comes with a house key. She talks about how. Like we, no table should be more open than ours. And so they go so far in their family as to, they practice hospitality every single day, which I admire, I couldn't do, but I think she's definitely wired that way, which is a great gift. Mm -hmm. But um, they also set an extra place every day because they live, you know, in town, they've got people coming and going all the time. Their home is sort of this hub. And she's like, you just Mm -hmm. never know who's going to stop by. And I don't want to say, hey, would you like to stay? I want to be like, here's the empty chair. Here's the plate. There's already like, just just come sit. Uh, Because otherwise we can really feel, especially in our culture, like we're imposing. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of new. You know, company and guests used to be just brought into the fold of the family. And... I love that idea of always, I try to just always cook extra, you know? So like if -hmm. somebody calls me at 4.30 for something, I could just say, hey, you guys want to come for supper? You know, keeping it spontaneous, I feel like keeps it doable because you can put way too much thought into it, even too much effort. There's a place for that, but there's also a place for the, like we used to have friends and they'd be like, hey, you want like want to come over and have hard boiled eggs and whatever vegetables we can find in our refrigerator. You know, when we were all like young newlyweds, we're like, sure, that sounds, that uh-huh. sounds great. Um, 
So I think there's this myth sort of surrounding it that it needs to be fancy or overdone. Um, Practicing spontaneous hospitality will break that habit in you really quick because you're like, we're having quesadillas. Really quick. So (laughs) we're having (laughs) quesadillas, the bailout food. That is our bailout food for sure. I I do think, okay, so that's the spontaneous aspect. And then when you are having someone over, I do think summer is really a great time to just keep it laid back and lighthearted and more easygoing. And what I like to do is let the summer and the atmosphere work for me. I mean, we have last year um, for my, my cousin came for my birthday and we drug a little, we fed the kids at the big harvest table in the courtyard. And then we drug a little table out and put it like right next to the garden. And we set it a little bit more formal than we normally would, but it was a rustic little table. And it was just, just using the magic of eating in a different place on the property. Mm -hmm. You know, just, it set the, it just set a totally different tone than had we eaten around the corner. And it was just something really incredible about being right in the flowers. Oh my gosh. On the Durrells, when they eat in the water. Yeah. Too much. And they set the table in the water. I can't take my it. My girls saw that scene and they're like, we are taking a table and chairs down to Lake Michigan. And we are hanging <laughs> yes. in the water this year. Yes. That is what we're doing. They insist upon it. Yes. Well, isn't that one of the luxuries of summer is that you have that freedom? Mm-hmm. Grab a plastic table, yeah. plastic folding table. Hello. Just nothing fancy. Go find a spot. Go find a spot. Throw we have a up. pop-up camper in the driveway. Sometimes we entertain in there. Yeah. Like if the That's parents want we want to get away from the kids, we'll go like, come into our summer house. Have yeah. a seat. Throw a tablecloth on. Turn on some lights. Mm-hmm. I love that. Lights. I love that. Lights for the, sure. Should we talk about lighting? Uh, always. <laughs> you know that. I have the... um. The big strand from Costco, you know, they, yes. I think you have them too, right? Yeah. Yep. Like the, the car lot lights. I call them car lot lights. Mm-hmm. I have like four more boxes in my garage. I need to figure out where to string them. My string them area on isn't really conducive. You have trees. For more. Yeah. I got to just string them everywhere. It's all about the lighting like in the summertime. Candle light, candle outside, candles outside. No. Like. No candles allowed no? outside. You can't have any candles. I don't want to. Do I want to have half of Washington burn because I wanted to have a candle on my table? No. True. Okay. Well, not everybody's in Washington. So if you don't have the risk of causing a forest fire, <laughs> put some candles out in a ball jar. Yes. Um, there Tiki you go. Torches. Yeah. You could do like a tea light yeah. in a ball jar. That's a good idea. For sure. That mm-hmm. would be a way to do it. Or I just made some beeswax candles in like little mason jars where you just heat up the beeswax, sink the wick and just pour the wax in. Those are nice and fat and stable and good. I would do those, but like tapers and stuff, you know, got to be careful. The point is, (laughs) well, even with us, we always keep a bucket of water around anyways, because, um, and I yell at my kids. I'm like, you may not put cardboard on the fire because that makes ash that floats in the air. There are rules. There are rules. Yes. The point is you want to create this atmosphere, but there are different Mm -hmm. atmospheres that you can create. So the one we're talking about with candles and such, you could do that with anything, but I would probably do that more like, hey, we're going to stand around the grill. We're going to grill a leg of lamb. We're going to maybe roast some potatoes over the over the charcoal. You know, we're going to pour our red wine and we're going to be hanging out here. But I'll tell you, the most common type of entertaining I do in the summertime is Taco Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I mean, tell me tacos and B every Tuesday (laughs) and then also Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Tell me what you do. Okay, so this is what I love about it, because I grew up sort of eating American tacos, ground beef with taco seasoning, shredded cheddar cheese, sour cream. My little sister used to put ketchup, you know, (laughs) like that's kind of the taco in the flour tortilla. That's kind of the taco group I grew mm-hmm. up with. But then I worked in the orchards as a teenager, swamping cherries. And the taco wagon would come into the orchards and it would honk its horn at like seven in the morning. And we'd been working since five. And mm-hmm. I remember the first day I was like, who wants tacos at seven in the morning? Like who would eat tongue tacos? Who would eat raw onions? 
And um, then I worked there for like a week and I was chasing down the taco truck. And I was like, give me more tacos. <laughs> I love tacos, you guys, like deeply. Um, and But that was where I was introduced to the street taco. So the two corn yeah. tortillas, some kind of grilled meat, cilantro, onion, a little slice of radish, maybe a little jalapeno and lime. Bada bing, bada boom, as they say. That is how right. we do Taco Tuesday. It is so casual and so easy because you can basically use I've done it with fish or I don't use ground beef, but like any kind of thing you can grill any basically other meat you can grill Um, that cut up some cilantro, cut up some onion, have a big old stack of tortillas that you can, you know, throw on the grill or in the broiler for a few seconds to warm them up. Mm -hmm. Some really good salsa from the little Mexican store in here where the lady makes it because she's amazing and it's so hot it will melt your face off. Um, like, so just a taco bar, great for the kids, you know, dead simple, no side dishes, no nothing, just street tacos and beer and margaritas if we're getting fancy. But what I love about Taco Tuesday is like, we've got families around us in our, our quote neighborhood up here. And it's just like a kind of come one, come all. And sometimes we'll host it. And sometimes the neighbors will host it. And like Taco Tuesday moves around. You know, but it's just this standing place where you could just come and get a plate of tacos and have a beer. And it's so casual, but that makes it so fun. Put on some really lively music. You know, it's there's nothing fancy about that. I love tacos so much. You have me salivating right now. <laughs> You're just smiling. You're just sitting there smiling. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little I can't. But I'm a ground beef girl. Like I love sloppy, runny I love ground beef tacos mm. so much. Okay. I, I'll red we'll de- onion. We'll depart there. Gotta have but... red onion. Cilantro. You don't mm. like ground beef tacos or you just don't have them? Mm-hmm. Don't like them. Mm-hmm. She says, mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really particularly love ground beef tacos. Do you like ground beef, period? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But once you get used to like, you know, carne asada. You don't want none of that ground beef nonsense. It's like, oh, or g- give me some like tongue or like something, something else. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, our neighbors. Um, we had a Mexican family um, we were neighbors with. And that was that was what we did all summer long. Yeah. Everybody came over and we ate tacos. Yeah. Lime squirted on this. Lime, lime squirted on that. Lime with like. Uh, or jicama with chili powder yeah. and lime juice. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really good idea. So Taco Tuesday, being ready spontaneously mm-hmm. for spontaneous guests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's Ooh. a few things oh. you can do. Like, oh, no, I, go ahead. I just had an idea. Well, I had you jumped. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> because the counter to Taco Tuesday are... Our supper club cocktail parties. And I don't. I know you've done these in the past, but do you ever throw parties? Well, you have your Christmas party, so that's not summertime, but like that's like formal. Uh huh. Right? It's like there are, it's totally different vibe. Well, we've kind of totally like it's it's formal. Like I will say when I invite people, I will be dressed for the holidays. Feel free to dress like that if you want to. Like I give people like the mm-hmm. permission, like I'm it's not black tie, obviously. But if yeah. you want to pull out all the steps, you'll be in good company. Yeah. So yeah. so I was kicking around this idea with my friend Amber, who is a great dresser. She has a closet mm-hmm. for a queen. It was the only closet I've ever walked into and just been so envious of like because I don't have a closet I have a chiffon robe that I can fit 10 garments into and she's got this like walk in like surrounded by goddess gilded clothing and it's amazing anyway where all the hangers are equally spaced apart exactly like we don't um have places to wear this stuff and so we decided to create a supper club where we meet every ideally every month but it's usually every two because people's schedules but it is cocktail Mm -hmm. attire required and the last one we had like there was one of the gentlemen who showed up in his tuxedo and all the Mm -hmm. women wore their cocktail dresses and heels and earrings and lipstick and curled their hair and it was a blast 
it was definitely more formal than Taco Tuesday. But like you are the queen of having parties like this. How do you do those in the summer? I love to have parties Um, in the summer. I don't. When's the last time I had a party in the summer? Um, Gosh, I don't I don't remember. the. I don't think I've had like a formal party, maybe a birthday party. But I don't remember having a, like a, something formal in the summer. I will give out all the ladies. Here's my hint, though. If you get invited to one or you host one, get you a pair of espadrilles. Don't even bother with the high heels. Espadrilles? Okay? I don't know what that That's is. That's my fashion tip for you. What for is summer that? parties. What's an espadrille? Yeah. You can't be friends anymore, Shay. Shay. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, I hope you've enjoyed an the podcast. espadrille is... It's... The woven, you know, the it's like the they're woven. So a lot of times they're cork with a woven base. Don't yeah. make me get up and get mine. I never wear those like because I wear, the manure gets really stuck in them. Bad. They're like not a. No, I don't looking. mean for around the farm. I mean like for <laughs> well, that's a sundress. Where I my parties. Not in the barn. You don't. <laughs> yeah, on your pea gravel. Maybe you would don't wear limit an espadrille. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't wear heels and pea gravel. To a garden party, you want to look nice. But I see women do this all the time. They wear high heels or they wear a little kitten heel sandal or something. And then they're just getting stuck in the yeah, grass. You they poke get into stuck the in dirt. the turf. Yeah. And they can't maneuver through the through the gravel or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And an espadrille is the way to go. I've I'll never heard that word. Patreon. I wear my Jaffa I, I'm like, shoes. Listen, I am so obsessed with espadrilles that I came on vacation to Door County about six years ago and you know me, I had every outfit planned for every day and I forgot my espadrilles and I had my friend go into my house, get them and overnight them to me oh because I was not going to do vacation without my espadrilles. Oh my gosh. They're Anye, Etienne Anye. I've had them for like 10 years. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. I'll post a picture of those too well, because they matter. I wear like these, these like cloggy I know that doesn't sound right, but they're like platformy, cloggy dress shoes. They're gorgeous. And they're you can they feel like tennis shoes, but they've got the heel, but a nice broad heel. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I wear when I can't wear my heels. They work great, too. I'll post a picture of them. So for for just having like cookout food. Yes. There's a few things I do. I can't stand bright yellow mustard bottles and big red ketchup bottles and the mayonnaise okay. jar okay. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of a mustard snob. I usually keep about five different mustards in inventory. Anyways, I don't like yellow picnic mustard. I think it's disgusting, but I'm married to someone who loves it. So I get out a wicker tray and I get five or six different bowls like um, transferware or something with little tiny spoons and I fill each one with the different condiments so that I don't have to look at all those tubes on my table. Because I'm a snob. No, I, I think I do that. And I, do I don't that like too. condiment tubes. <laughs> I like anytime I'm serving anything like olives or mm-hmm. condiments, I always put them into pretty bowls. Always. Yeah. And I think you're more inclined to do that inside. But like outside, it's I, you know, people all the time are just slapping down the yeah. the mustard bottle just kills it for me. You it's know, it's going to ruin the vibe. Can I can I be <laughs> that person? Um, sure. I am so bored with the American picnic cookout garbage it's like we can do so much better than this if you want to grill some meat grill some really good brats you know or yeah at the very least the least you could do for your company is to warm up your buns please no you make a delicious compound butter you slather it on the bun yes, and you, put you it broil open face it over or on the, the grill cast iron or something yes yeah, so they get toasty the least you could do when I that says I love you (sighs) I just (laughs) it's it's not exciting it's not really good we think we like it because it's easy and because we're used to it but it's not it's not it's no good like we could do better I don't like it if you want to just throw something on the grill go get some like really good chicken drumsticks and a nice little sauce like just do something other than the yellow picnic mustard and the cold hot dog bun. That's just boring. This is this, this just boring. We can do better. Well, I think that. it's a nice challenge to take your classic picnic and say, you know, I have a, a friend. She's a designer. Um, we used to do some work together back in Chicago. And her attitude was like, anytime you're going into entertaining, 
especially when it's something very basic, like like the American picnic cookout. Look at it and go, just what could I do to take this up to or three notches. Yeah. Okay. That's, How can I just take this? If if you have, because a lot of times things are spontaneous. Look at it. You're right. Yeah. Really. No. Really. There's a space for there hot is, dogs. I don't there mean is that. a spontaneity, yeah. and not everybody is going to plan and make a homemade bun. Okay. No, so I'm, a lot yeah. of times you are run into the pig, and you're just like looking at the shelf and the bakery shelf, going, "Okay, what is the best thing I can get off yeah, this shelf?" That's true. Get it. Get the potato bun. Get the pretzel roll bun. Mm-hmm. Like take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Then come home. Butter it. Put some herbs on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like always just look at your coleslaw or even your um, dressed eggs, uh, right. deviled eggs. Um, like, what can I do to just take this? So even for deviled eggs, um, we call them dressed eggs. But like I snip chives. Mm-hmm. I sprinkle chives all go. over them. I cut up red onion. I sprinkle red onion all over them. Yeah. Coleslaw, you know, I always toast nuts, like toast almonds or something and chop them up and put them in there. So you just get mm-hmm. this like super flavorful And I always do too. Crunch. I do yeah. purple and green cabbage together. Yes. You know, just and make pretty. my own dressing with yeah. apple cider vinegar, nice and tart. You know, just look at your basic picnic food and how can I go yeah. one step, yeah. one step up? Or just then, do something see, totally different. Times, you know, yeah. And you've got the your girlfriend's husband's over. They most of the time, they just want the yellow mustard. Right. So you're making them happy and you're making yourself happy. You're exercising your creativity. Um it's not always, you know, I it's not always where you have like a really good cut of meat that you're going to grill. Sometimes it is just really everybody grabs something at the store on the way home from church yep. and everybody and you get together. Yep. You know, so what can you and do? And that is always quickly? more important. And we have like mm-hmm. we have this rule in our home, like you never, ever, ever break fellowship over food ever. Right. And so if all you've got all you've got is that like rock it, go eat it, be happy, be merry uh, and be thankful for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you're I think those are some great tips, like if you're wanting to bring people in and, and you have just a little bit more energy or thought or time to put on it, I think that would be really helpful because it does elevate it very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And just little fun things like keep um when it's keep it a whole selection of bulgers in your freezer for the summer so that when it is time to serve ice cream, you can serve it like in a frosted jar with Mm -hmm. some berries and and a long neck spoon or something. Mm -hmm. Um, That way it's not melting. I mean, there's all sorts of little nuances with your entertaining. This this is what I I love to do. It's just look at something that's maybe very ordinary and just like ice cream, let's say, right? Like ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream is very simple. Yeah. Fresh berries are such a good way to do that. Or ice cream sandwiches. One time I went to a girl's house for dinner, ladies house, Uh and she had made, she just had store-bought cookies, but she just made ice cream sandwiches, store-bought ice cream, you know, but then she had taken them and wrapped them in parchment Uh paper individually and put them in the freezer. So they were already prepped before we came. And then we came in, like I was a kid again. I was like an ice cream sandwich, like halfway through, I was like, oh, so much sugar, I'm going to die. But that first half was so good. And it was so fun. Like you felt special. I'm all about individual desserts, man. You feel so oh, yeah. individual servings of anything. You oh feel so special. Yes. You know, um, my cousin Darla, she bakes cakes for a living. And you know how you trim, you slice the top of the cake so that you can get it flat or you trim off the edges for decorating. She saves all the shreds and she packs them in ball jars for like and she she sells the snot out of them, but she keeps them for entertaining, too. So then you get all like the cake crumbs. Yeah. You can have a scoop of ice cream with them or something. Yeah. Um, hello. Here's a signature move. I just thought of this. I'm sorry. I have a really loud child. It sounds like she's wearing high heels downstairs. So oh, I, I, can't I don't know hear if that's it. coming through on the mic. But um, sangria is Ooh, yeah. a jam. Yes. I make a mean sangria. Grenadine. Tell us how. Orange juice. Okay. Champagne. Cheap red wine. Yep, I get cheap red wine. A ton of fruit, pineapple, and I make like a vat of it. And it makes people very happy. That sounds very sweet. Is it? Uh, Yeah, I do pineapple. I put a brute champagne in it just to to bring down because the grenadine is sweet. Yeah. You know, but I get a really dry red um, because I don't like it. I don't want it to feel like a sugar bomb. Yeah. Because you have the, you know, the sweetness from the pineapple and things like that. But it's so 
festive fruit chunks and mm. mm-hmm. I've never yes. had I've never made one with pineapple or anything like that. We usually just do wine, champagne, and then like orange and cherries. Oranges and cherries or something like that. Okay. I've never even put grenadine in it. It's a oh, whole yeah. new world out there. I didn't even know existed. It's a whole new world. That that <sighs> makes me feel like I want to make like a big thing of it, yeah. and put it in the cooler just to have yeah. on hand. I can't believe I've forgotten about that. It's it's July. <laughs> Dang. Now I'm excited. It went really fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. It went so fast. <laughs> okay. I went to summer parties back in the day uh, and I will not tell mm-hmm. you where or when or with whom, but okay. they made something that you should never make for a summer party. Oh gosh. Skip and go naked. Do you know what I'm- I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I just shared something really classy like espadrilles and sangria. <laughs> and now you're taking, you're telling people it's typically to take made in a cooler, case of beer, okay. bottle of vodka, a bunch of pink lemonade, concentrate. Be careful. What are we, 14? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm saying don't make it. I'm just Do saying you have a pack don't of make cigarettes it. with you because my mom's not around. Like, <laughs> don't make it. <laughs> Was that trashy? Was that here's an entertaining? (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? (gasps) That's my trash coming through, ladies. There it is. We are her trash is showing. The women listening are like, oh yeah, yeah, I've had some skip and go naked. Yeah, I know what that is. And the other half are wearing (laughs) espadrilles. (laughs) (laughs) I am who I am, Angela. I don't make it anymore. I'm just saying. It's an option if you want to make a cocktail. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. We when we had Sorry. our last cocktail party, I had all cuz it was a French theme. So we have a theme for each supper party and everyone just brings appetizers, which okay, let's talk mm-hmm. about that for a second. That is a great Please. way to entertain. Like I don't know if your friends are this way, but I feel like all of our friends have like 10 kids. <laughs> Like there's just a lot of kids involved. Literally, we could easily sit down and there could be 16 kids and four adults, you know, or or six Mm -hmm. adults. Um, And so where was I going with appetizers? Appetizers. Thank you. Um, That is a great way because people always say, what can I bring? And you know what? If you try, there are times where you just want to carry that load. You want to just give them some. Did you hear my stomach? No. <laughs> my stomach just growled so loud. Have you Stop been seeing me secretly food. eat pieces of bacon off mic? <laughs> That's how I'm <laughs> Anyway, there are oh times where I, I bring people into the home and I really just want to shower them. I want to put on the show and mm-hmm. do the dance. And I love that. But there are times when it's like, you know what? We want a fellowship with you, but dang it. I got a lot going on today. I'm dying over here. And they'll say, what Could you yeah, bring something? What what yeah. can I bring? I'm like, you know what? Let's just do mm-hmm. heavy, I would say heavy appetizers, you know? And yeah. and that's so fun because people feel like they can contribute. And I think a lot of times people, especially if they have a lot of kids, they feel bad sort of going to somebody else's mm-hmm. house. It's just like, here we come. Oh. <laughs> and Oh yeah. There's only like two places we get invited. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. typical if you've got because, more than two children, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is such a great way to do it. Like, just have everybody bring whatever drinks you want. Bring some appetizers. Do you got paper plates for the kids? OK, like come together because the point is fellowship. The point is being together with other people. Right. Right. And um, that makes it really possible. So that's how we do our cocktail parties. Somebody hosts it. So they're decorating and doing the flowers and picking the music and, you know, getting it all set up. And then all of us just bring a bunch of appetizers and it's so fun. So there's no formal sit down. There's not 8,000 dishes to wash after. It's like, it's one of my favorite ways to, especially if you're going to meet with more than like a family or two or even two. Appetizers are um, my love language. I yeah, mine too. I freaking love appetizers. And I think I'm still sort of in rebellion as a kid at restaurants. I wasn't allowed to order appetizers because I was always told I had to eat a real meal, even though the appetizers were so much more appealing. 
I see you leaning back to chew your bacon. That is funny. <laughs> I love bacon. And so now, like, it's, I'm still, I still get off on ordering potatoes or that. them because it's like I can't. <laughs> I don't think so. What she meant was she gets really excited. <laughs> We're that already was skipping your naked. Trash showing. <laughs> I can't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, appetizers oh do go gosh. on. Do go on. No, <laughs> carry on. I, I fully agree. I think appetizers are so fun. People can pick what they want. They can eat more if they want. Mm. If they're hungry, they can eat this. If they're not, that they can eat this. I mean, it's just the perfect party food. Yeah, especially for outside. That's what I do for my. I mean, that is what I do for my Christmas party. I I have like my standard four appetizers that I make, mm-hmm. my standard chocolate cake, and a macaroon tower, and then everybody oh, I brings just, an appetizer. I just make a macaroon yep. tower. Don't even worry about it. Just saying. <sighs> that's not what I meant. I think I figured out the noise. There's a little knob on my drawer on my desk, and I, that's what I hit. It's not my chair. It's this little knob. Oh. So I'll have Joel okay. take it off. Well, now quiet we down, Hippo. Between quiet my stomach down. growling and Shay's bacon chewing. <laughs> and uh, Listen, Anais's red high heels We are in the professional kitchen. podcasters. We're professionals. <laughs> my stomach <laughs> is still growling. <laughs> I need appetizers. You, seriously. You couldn't resist bacon either if it was sitting next to you. Stuart brought me a plate of bacon because he's the best husband in the world. I made this bacon for um, you. Oh, bacon. You had me at bacon. Uh, so, okay, here's something I'm really looking forward to. So okay. on the farm, we're okay. always doing one project and then the next project and then the next project. So we just had the calf. Yes. Congratulations, by the way. We haven't told the listeners about that. Angela's cow, Fern. We haven't. Had her baby calf. And want to know something funny? Yeah. I was talking to somebody, a city folk, as it were, yesterday. Okay. And she, she was saying to me, hey, you should really do a video on your calf and like, it's just so exciting that he's been born and you should talk about like when you'll start transitioning to using him as your dairy cow. Okay, ladies, I don't care if you're from New York City. You don't milk a male mammal. You can't. You cannot milk a male. I just want you to be, I just want you to know that. I don't even think you have to be a farm to know that males do not you don't, produce. You don't have to be a farm on a farm. <laughs> you don't have to be on a farm to produce milk. I'm, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> you know what I meant to say? I just wanted this is your public service announcement. OK, please don't say that because PSA. you don't milk Bull males. Do not lactate. No, they never will. They never will. It's not happening. And we both had bull calves this year. We did. Soon to be Yours steer calves. Yours got to go early. Mine went late. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. So that sort of project, that mental space is cleared up. Yes. And finally, I used to buy raw milk at our old farm yeah. from a farmer down the road. And I haven't had raw milk in like three years. Mm. And that's why my stomach is growling because I need raw <laughs> did milk. Did you see that gallon I sent you a picture of that yesterday? That was amazing. I sent Angela this picture of my first gallon. So colostrum is finally gone. We're like nine or 10 days in. Colostrum's gone. We milked, have this gallon in our refrigerator and it's 50% cream. Hashtag not homogenized. Not homogenized, <laughs> not low fat. Oh my Give me gosh. all of it. Yeah. I keep thinking um, about the. So, okay, sorry. What? So then, well, yeah, let's stay on sorry, top. Sorry, I wanted to talk <laughs> about the Huns. <laughs> <laughs> the next project is the bread oven. So. I built these stone walls and there's been this horrible space in the stone wall where the bread oven is going to go okay. for two years. Okay. Just cinder blocks scattered around. It's like the first thing you see when you pull on our Lovely. driveway, when you come down the driveway. Yes. It's so bad. I have to photograph around it. It's just terrible. Yes. And so that's the next project. And I am freaking <sighs> geeked out of my mind to use this oven for entertainment. I was just going to say. Taco Tuesday, Friday night, pizza night. There you I'm go. Out of my mind with excitement. Yes. I'm going to string some lights down there. I'm going to heat that baby up in the morning, make my bread. Yep. Bake a chicken for the next day and have people over in the evening and make three minute pizzas. Yeah. 
I'm so excited. Jay. Yes, I, I. Well, that's on our list too. Can't and even and say it. That's exactly I think what it should be. And I think as you mature and get older, like I want to have. We don't just create this space for ourselves. We create mm-hmm. it for people, you know. And I love getting to bring people, you know to the farm for one not many people know what it's like to pet a dairy cow or to hold a duck or you know right. like it's a it's exciting i love sharing it you want so to much. share it share your space yeah. but a big part of that is creating the type of space that you want to share and not that it's going to be mm-hmm. perfect i mean our first entertaining when we were first married we had this little screened in porch off of our orchard house it was so ratty and run down and we just threw a card table out there with a tablecloth. We had our chest freezer over to the right, table on the left. And we would just sit out there and we would play, you know, poker and cards and eat. And it like it was it was charming for what it was, but it definitely wasn't uh-huh. much. You know? Okay, now I hear the high heels. No, that was someone slamming the door. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, <laughs> that that makes sense. But the point is okay. like it's great to have a beautiful space that you know, we've invested years and in, of our life in and sweat and blood, mm-hmm. but that's also not necessary. The point is to create some type of space that you want to share with other people. And I think that can pretty much be done anywhere. Yeah, I think like contentment, I think hospitality is a heart condition. It's a heart condition. Yeah, I think it doesn't, you know, it's yes, it's fun to have pretty stemware. Yep. Yes, it's fun to have pretty new napkins from TJ Maxx or vintage napkins or whatever. And it's fun to have the right lighting, but it's about the smile on your face and making people feel cared for. Mm -hmm. I mean, hospitality is something we could talk about forever. And so, but summertime hospitality is unique because it's enjoying nature together. It's it's being outside and just that everyone, even if they're working full time, there is just still this sort of, we all are kind of conditioned to think, that summertime is different because as mm-hmm. a child you have summer off for school. So there is always something special mentally about summer. Mm-hmm. It just is a little bit more lighthearted. It is a little bit more spontaneous. Um, easy going, just a little you know, bit people more are busy going, yeah. typically, but finding those pockets just to have people over. And it doesn't matter if you have all the accoutrement. No, it doesn't. My two biggest lessons that I learned from about hospitality were from my mom and from my friend, Natalie. My mom always over, and we've talked about this before, but she always over made food. Always. Like she had the house. Your mom, like she, that girl can make some food. Yeah. She, like we had that doTERRA get together and yeah. she put that spread on for us, which was so for like generous. 40 people, you know, she nailed it. She just nailed yeah. it. And, and I've always appreciated mm-hmm. that about her because when you go and sit at her table or when she brings somebody in. It's always like, go get a second helping, you know, go have more, 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 more. And it's Mm -hmm. and it really is just this pouring into somebody, you know, and um, she didn't really grow up in a house like that. My dad always jokes about the first time that he went to go visit her. My dad came from a family of five boys, like five farm boys. And he goes to my mom's family and, you know, a little bit higher brow in a way. And Mm -hmm. my grandmother gave him one pork chop and he was just like, uh, like, and she goes, well, would you like another? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, well, too bad. We don't have any more. <laughs> I think it's stuck with him and my mom because they always make way more food. But because of that, they're always in a posture to bring more people in. You know, mm. the other was from my friend Natalie. And they when they first came back, they lived in this little apartment. And then from there, they moved to this really small house with a really little kitchen and an even smaller dining room. And they push that thing to the max. Like they didn't let that hold them back at all. I mean, there were tables and chairs and we were crammed in corners and they were just as happy to bring people into that space as they would have been if they lived in a mansion. You know, they, they Mm -hmm. put people who live in big houses to shame with the amount of people they had over and the frequency that they did it and the joy with which they did it. And Mm. I remember thinking, wow, they've invited this family of nine over and they have five chairs, you know, and that's all they can fit into this space. And they do it. Yeah. They find a way. They get creative. They get relaxed. They get comfortable with each other. And um, I just I loved that. Those two things have really stuck with me. Just like don't let your space stop you. And uh, overdo the food because no one's ever complained about a full belly. (laughs) So true. 
Is there Especially a, ta- is there a right tap now. dancer in your house right now? Like, I, it's like, I don't know. It's Broadway auditions. Yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just sent a text like for the love. S-O-S, Joel. S-O-S. Oh, tap dance somewhere else. <laughs> What's your next, uh, what is your next summer entertaining that's on your list? Do you have something on the books? Uh, today. I have someone coming by today, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And... It looks like my mom might okay. be moving to Door County, so we will be doing like weekly or biweekly family dinners, which is very exciting because I've never really lived close enough to family to do that yeah. on a consistent basis at all. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I have someone coming in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. in about three weeks mm-hmm. for a few days. So yeah, last year was a big entertaining. Yes. Last year we were full throttle. We had out of state or out of country guests every like 12 days Yeah, last year. It was insane. And my family respectfully, like the kids came to us and said, could we please not do that next year? Because <laughs> yeah. that was too much. Because this is our home. So we'll see. we Here's- really are just trying to keep it uh, the big, you know, the big entertaining. Like, yeah. Where people are here. Lots of people for a long time. Bigger gaps in between, you know, so. Yeah. Well, here's here's the problem is that I want to come and visit you for your birthday. And I went to Stu the other day and I was like, please. And he was like, yeah, go do it. But also because we're so close, I was like, no, I don't want to do that to mm-hmm. her because then she'll like freak out and she'll make Joel do all these projects and then I'll get there and then he'll be mad at me. And then 48 hours in, she's going to be like, oh, I really would like it sometime by myself. <laughs> like, I just want to soak in the bath for three hours and so I'm so empathetic to to that because I've watched you do it for so many years that I'm like, no, I'll just, you know, I don't want to I don't want to bring that fury to your home because that's it is stupid. Well, that's dumb. It, you think it's dumb until 72 hours in. And you're like, OK, I don't want to make another meal for her. I just want to go eat tacos with Joel somewhere. Ground beef tacos. <laughs> I just want ground beef tacos. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Don't you dare let that stop you. Someone's coming before you. So all the projects will be done. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll just. It won't be your fault. Maybe I'll just show up. And then. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I'll just show up. That's what I'm going to do. And then. There'll be spoons in the driveway. And then you won't be exhausted by the time I finally come. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be pretty epic. No. Although now I've told you, so maybe I'll no, come, maybe I, I won't. I'm going to leave it open-ended. I'm spontaneous, but I'm uptight, so. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I told Stu, like, I can handle anything, but you got to tell me. Like, when you spring stuff on me, it's no bueno. Oh I'm my gosh, you know processor. how your farm just goes so bad? I mean, when you're... Honestly, it's Anais, isn't it? Honestly. Oh, Hi. hello. Uh, uh, <laughs> can I come? Is that Junior? It's Junior. Can you paint? Yeah. Is there another human being in the house? Uh, two kids are in the schoolroom. Two kids are in the schoolroom. Yeah. Then you may paint. Go, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Love you. Mean it. I, I just watched this. <laughs> Myself, okay, Mama's doing her podcast. I love you. You can't talk to Shay. Close the door. I love Hi, you. Junior. Shay loves you too. <laughs> oh, what a sweet thing. <laughs> Can I talk to Shay for a minute? Oh, on that note, I think we should cue the, wine, or cue the music. Is it wine time? What's happening right now? Thank you for being here with us today. And remember that sharing is caring. So if you love this episode or love any of our episodes or just, you know, lukewarm like any of them, please share them with your friends, share them with people who might not know the podcast. That's how this grows and gets to be something even greater. So we love all the social shares that you do. Make sure to visit us over on our website at homemakerchicpodcast.com. It's where you can find information on all our advertisers, coupon codes, a little about us section. If you listen and you don't know what we look like, maybe you just listen and you don't follow on Instagram. You can see pictures of us there. Although now now that my hair is a little bit darker blonde, we should probably update that. 
Um, you can also browse. Maybe all- if you come here, we'll take some headshots. Together. Hey, there you go. That'd be Just something. Saying. Not having to Photoshop our mm-hmm. faces together. <laughs> Make sure to show some love to our sponsors, 956studio.com. Spell out the nine. Go check out those lovely lounge pants that I'm going to be getting soon because those are fabulous. And of course, if you want to browse any of the past episodes, you can do that over on our website at homemakerchicpodcast.com. Click on the little podcast part and it'll have all the past episodes and all the show notes there. I'm actually going to go pull some meat out because tomorrow is Taco Tuesday. That sounds and I am I have um, salmon thawing out. Ooh. Very excited about that. Your friend who's coming today, is she coming s- for salmon or just for coffee or like? No, she's coming for uh, just a garden stroll. A oh. glass of wine and a garden stroll. She's Who is she? I hate turn. her. It's not fair. <laughs> I hate all your friends who get I'm to come hang out in your garden. The roses are just going insane. And uh, I am as well. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. Uh, Um, That's good. I'm glad. We're forgetting something. so happy for you. In a few days, don't forget to show us all your feminine moves. Yes. For Ultra Feminine Friday. Use the hashtag over on Instagram. And we would love to see your entertaining. So as you're entertaining this summer, take some pictures. Tag us at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Be sure to squirt your yellow mustard into a pretty bowl and wear your espadrilles. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, ladies. Are we good here? Yes, we'll see you Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.